Hey everyone, welcome to the Coastal Podcast. I'm Pastor Lucas Granger and want to say thank you for listening in. May this podcast bring some light to your world today. Enjoy grace and peace. She's working it. Hey, the book of John, chapter 4. John chapter 4. Jesus is having this discussion with a woman at the well. We've been talking about for the last few weeks, so we're going to continue on. She's gone up, as Chris kind of even said during worship, uh, bringing her bucket, bringing her rope. She begins to have this conversation with Jesus, and Jesus tells her, go get your husband. I don't have a husband right now. Oh, you've told the truth. Yeah, you've had five, the guy that you're with right now. And to which she responds like this, beginning in verse 19. You must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim that it is here on Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshiped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming where it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one that you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking. He's searching for those who will worship him that way, the way that he desires, not the way that you desire, the way that he desires. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the last few weeks, We've been talking about this particular scripture with a focus on joy. Uh, This is going to kind of wrap it all up together as we talk about joy. So that means from here on out, no more joy. Just back to good old depression. Like, no, 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 it doesn't end. It keeps going. And my hope is that through these last few weeks, you've been able to see joy and just a new light, a new lens. Um, We talked about joy through obedience and joy in surrender. And this week, I want to talk about joy in worship. Joy in worship. Now, it's interesting that all three of these things, from the world's perspective, are anti-joy. As a matter of fact, obedience is like, no, 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 that's restraining. If you have to obey, someone else is telling you what to do. You're not in control. And so that's that can't, there can't be any joy in that. Surrender, no, 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 that just means you've given up your rights. How can there be any joy in that? And worship, by its very nature, said, no, there's someone, there's something bigger than me, and I am not God. And so the world is very much like, no, 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 none of these things apply. It's restrictive. It's enslavement. No, it's all about you, And we're going to get into this, but I want to take a few minutes because I realized as we've been going through this the last few weeks, um, I didn't really give you a good definition of the difference between joy and happiness. And sometimes I think we get these two mixed up. And let me tell you this morning, joy and happiness are not the same thing. 
They are a world of difference. And if we spend all of our time pursuing happiness, it is pursuing depression. It is pursuing absolute misery. So I want to talk about some joy and happiness. Anybody remember uh, that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness? Will Smith, before he went crazy? Come on. Good movie. Uh, and, and if you haven't seen it, the movie is about the, this man, based on a true story, that's just going through all types of struggles. Uh, he, homelessness, he's on the streets, and he's just trying to rebuild his life, but thing after thing in his life just keeps going wrong. And then the end of the movie is this culmination of everything he's been working towards to get this job, to get ahead. He gets the job. And then he walks out of the building. There's a narrator and a voice in the background. He says, and this is the part of my life that I like to call happiness. And it's a touching moment. And you're in tears because you've seen all of the struggle that he's gone through. And now he's gotten the job. And this is happiness. And my friends, that's the problem. Because that's exactly how happiness works. Happiness is contingent upon all of the circumstances lining up in the way that you want them to line up. And if you get it, then you're happy. But if you don't get it, then you're not. Happiness is all external. Joy is internal. Joy is, it doesn't matter what happens on the outside. I've got something on the inside that's bigger than what's happening on the outside. And I'm telling you, church, if you've got something that's bigger on the inside, it won't matter what's happening on the outside. And that thing, the biblical definition, the biblical outworking, I should say, the biblical look at this is called joy. It is not called happiness. Nowhere in the scriptures does Jesus say, I just want you to be happy. Uh, my, as the father of you guys, I just, I just, but we say it to our kids all the time, right? I just want my kids to be happy. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm serious. I do not pray for my kids to be happy. Because if I pray for them to be happy, that's saying, I, I pray that everything goes right the way they want it to go, and they can find a little bit of happiness when everything's working out. No, I want my children to find joy. Because if they can find joy, whenever life does throw them some curveballs, whenever there is some reports from the doctors that they don't want to hear, whenever their hearts are broken and they're disappointed, they can have something deeper to draw from. I'm looking for joy. Joy and happiness, not the same thing. See, happiness is like Chinese food. Come on, you know where I'm going. It's really good for about five minutes, and then you're hungry an hour later. <laughs> joy is lasting. But we're taught early on that joy is what's pursuing, or, or, or happiness is what's worth pursuing. As a matter of fact, happiness and the pursuit of happiness is the American way. It's actually written into our uh, uh, Constitution. Uh, you have these, these inalienable rights. Uh, these are the things due to you as an American for life, for liberty, for the pursuit of. <laughs> that might be your right as an American. It is not your right as a Christian. It is not your right as a Christian. Jesus has not called you to pursue happiness. Now, 
As I step on your toes, let me give you a few things about this phrase. Most of us attribute this phrase within our Constitution to Thomas Jefferson as he penned these words that have reigned out for the last few hundred years. But what you don't know or may not know is that Thomas Jefferson actually didn't come up with this phrase. He actually borrowed it from a man named John Locke, who is a philosopher, specifically political philosophy of that day, in his book about the origins and the uh, pursuit of human understanding. And it was not a Christian book. And so he loved the way that this was worded, and so therefore he put it inside of our Constitution. Now, there's two different aspects in which not biblical scholars, but um, historical scholars look at the way that happiness was worded and why they chose that word in that day. Let me give you two different plausibilities because there's arguments about each one, and you could come to your own summation on what you think it might be. 